the NFC and AFC South have had some major changes this offseason. How will each team fare and who will win their division? Let's break it down. Welcome to the Pigskin Podcast. Ball in the air, and it's intercepted. A weekly podcast about all things football. On his first throw. And only football. Every week, we'll go in-depth about each team and deliver the best hard-hitting topics. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Andrew Walker. Welcome back, everyone, to the Pigskin Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Walker. We're going to be starting a new series this week. We're going to be breaking down each division from the NFC and the AFC, of course. And this week, we'll start by discussing the South Divisions. Now, today marks seven weeks from today is opening kickoff. Can you believe that? Just seven, less than two months away. And we want to be able to give you our predictions on each team and who will make playoffs. Now, who doesn't like predictions? I mean, they're all fun. It's all subjective. I think people get a little bent out of shape when they, when they hear someone's opinion, and they, I think they personally get offended. Don't get offended by this. Predictions are fun. We want it to be exciting. We want you to be engaged. So if you completely disagree with this, Totally okay. Now, before we get into it, there's going to be some easy picks and some that might scratch some heads. But how, with how much shakeup there's been the past couple months, it has completely changed some teams. And with the NFL schedule changes due to COVID, some changes, some teams will benefit from these changes and others are honestly, they're going to struggle. And it should favor the teams who have a lot of veteran players, a lot of veteran presence who've been there, done that, who've either experienced a lockout or not. But with the preseason being canceled, there's little to no room for teams who are fresh to build that chemistry. The NFL is a tough league. Every moment of practice matters, and even in the film room. There are many details within the organization that will have a big, big impact about this. You know, starting from the ownership, trickling down all the way down to the training staff. And that has somewhat been taken away from these teams. So how are they going to adjust? Are they going to fluster? Or are they going to embrace it, take on the challenge? It's hard enough to win the Super Bowl. And I think if you win the Super Bowl this year, assuming that we do have a full season, I think this is going to be the most challenging season of all time due to the circumstances. It's different when you have a lockout versus having to – deal with with everything that's going on with COVID. So whoever wins the Super Bowl, I think that kind of puts them in in one of the greatest Super Bowl contentions ever, in my opinion. But let's let's get it started. Coming in fourth place for the NFC South and obviously the AFC South, we're going to go with the Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So how it's going to work, we're going to talk about each team, kind of talk about their obviously their record, home and away, Biggest win, and then little tidbit as far as some additional things that we want to talk about. But the Panthers, they just have one primetime game this year. Week 8 against the Falcons. It'll be a good rivalry game. But we think their record's going to be 6-10 and 10 with new coaches, some new players. It's, it's going to be difficult for them. But you have Christian McCaffrey, who has proven to be the best running back in the entire league. You have Teddy Bridgewater that is has showed last year with the Saints that he is perfectly capable of leading a team. But how is Matt Rule going to be a head coach and carry on a – I mean, this is his first head coaching job in the NFL. He was – every program that he went to in college, he improved it. So is he going to improve the Carolina Panthers? I hope so. But five on three at home and one on seven on the road, again, 
it's really hard to win on the road. I don't see them ex- exceeding because of their schedule, winning more than one game on the road. But their biggest win is going to come week eight against the Falcons. It's going to be that primetime game. Again, it's a rivalry game. Both teams seem to flip back and forth as far as who wins. So we're going to go with the edge with the home team there. Now the Jaguars, they have just one primetime game as well, week three against the Dolphins. Panthers and Jaguars, because it's an NFL rule, each team is required to have one primetime game, which is Thursday nights. So the Jaguars are going to be playing the Dolphins. They're over a record. We're going to go with 2-14. and 14. I mean, Gardner Minshew, I don't think he's taking them to the promised land. Nobody really wants to be in that organization, it seems like. So we're going to have them go split. They're going to be 1-7 at home and 1-7 on the road. That their schedule is not really favorable for them. We think their biggest win is going to be Week 12 against Cleveland. The Jags before this game, for the Week 12 win, they're going to be 1-9, and nine, and the Browns are going to have to go down to Jacksonville. We just think it's going to be a trap game. Cleveland seems to always win that one game or lose that one game that they should win. And we think it's going to be Jacksonville pulling up the upset. But the Panthers and the Jaguars, they just have too many question marks. And even though... 6-10 and ten for the Panthers isn't a bad record given the newness of the team with a brand-new head coach, new quarterback. You lost Greg Olson, lost Luke Keekley to retirement. It's still establishing a new culture. It's hard for them to compete with the three other teams, the veteran teams in the NFC South. Jaguars, on the other hand, goodness. They have an organization who has struggled, or it seems like they have struggled to get their identity, even, even entering the league. Now, in my opinion, it comes to comes from ownership, which you could arguably say it's it's not one of the best in the league. That's for sure. Shahad Khan is he's been making he hasn't been making the best of decisions in regarding to taking that team to the next level. I understand he wanted to bring Tom Tom Coughlin back down to Jacksonville and hope that he was going to change the culture. It ended up not working. He ended up getting fired anyway. But I think he has to as as an owner. He needs to start hiring people that, I don't know, that kind of like that Bill Belichick in a way, kind of Mike Vrabel, kind of no-nonsense type person. Now, third-place teams, got to go with the Falcons and the Texans here. The Falcons just have two primetime games, one being a tough game against the Packers, which is at Lambeau Field. And we think their overall record is going to be 7-9. and nine. I think they're going to go 6-2 and two at home and 1-7 and seven on the road. At home, Atlanta, I seem, it seems like they're just a polar opposite. I may, maybe not statistically, but just visually. We think their biggest win is going to come week 15 against Tampa Bay. The benefit for Atlanta is that it's going to take place at home that week 15. The Falcons are a much tougher team at home than they are on the road. And I think because Tampa Bay is going to be in contention for the division, I think Atlanta is going to come in and still win from them week 15, that's really going to hurt Tampa Bay. For the Texans, they have the lone primetime game, which comes week one against the defending world champs, Kansas City Chiefs, which why, if I'm the NFL, why am I, you have the Chiefs and the Ravens that are playing each other this year. Why is that not week one? Why is it the Texans? The Texans last year in the playoffs, they got freaking, they got trampled. How do you come out? I think they were winning by 24 at one point. Why are you not competing, putting them against a more competitive team? Because I love Deshaun Watson. I really do. But I'd much rather see Baltimore week one against Kansas City than the Texans. 
I think maybe the NFL is giving Texans like, you know, let's let's try to redeem our embarrassment. Honestly, the NFL, I think this just shows that they're kind of sympathizing with them a little bit because they got embarrassed on national television. But at the same time, they're not rewarding them with more televised games. It's just that one game, which it seems that Houston, typically the past couple of years, you've had two or three. But their overall record is going to be seven and nine. I think they're going to go six and two at home and one and seven on the road. And we think their biggest one is going to come week four against the Vikings. It takes place at home. And it comes after the Texans starting the season 0-3. So we think they're going to steal a win there. Momentum at home is going to help them. But we think that's going to be their biggest win of the year. The biggest concern with the Falcons is their defense. Look, we all know the offense can, can win games. They have the best receiver in the league with Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley is an underrated threat. But there's too many questions on defense. The irony of it all, though, is Dan Quinn, their head coach, is a defensive-minded coach. Why were the Falcons 23rd in the league with points per game? They have to change that. Your, your offense can't win you every single game. Now, with Houston, honestly, I don't know where to begin. How do you trade the third best wide receiver in the league for David Johnson, a second-round pick, and a fourth-round pick? You know, Jamal Adams, he's a top-tier safety, without question. But what the Jets got for him and what the tech, Texans got for Hopkins – how can you not be frustrated? Not even just a Texans fan, just a football fan in general. Bill O'Brien allowed his emotions to get the best of him, and he traded a future Hall of Famer for nothing. I understand the friction that O'Brien and Hopkins had with one another, the relationship. I get that. But there is a team out there that would have given you more, I feel like. And I think because maybe maybe a team in the AFC South could have wanted him, but you know, you hardly ever see teams trade within their own division. But it seemed I, – I can't imagine a team wouldn't give more than what the Cardinals gave the Texans. But the rest of the AFC South is right now giving Bill O'Brien high fives. They don't have to guard him anymore. I know the Titans would get burned by DeAndre Hopkins every single game. I know that they're happy about it. And because Bill O'Brien is the head coach and the, and the general manager for the Texans, who knows what's going to happen but I, I can't put them ahead of the Colts and the Titans. Deshaun Watson seems to be the only bright spot down in Houston. And who knows? Bill O'Brien might trade him if he has an argument with him. I don't know. For the run-up, we're going to go with the Buccaneers and the Colts. The Buccaneers, to no surprise, they have five primetime games. Whether you like Tom Brady or not, Brady is fun to watch. And we think their record, they're going to go 12-4. and four. They're going to go 6-2 at home and 6-2 and two on the road. And their biggest win is going to come week nine against the Saints. The game is in Tampa, and Drew Brees struggles more on the road than he does at home. With the Colts, they only, they only have one primetime game, and that comes against the Titans week 10, which is in Tennessee. Colts will go 9-7, 5-3 at home, 4-4 four four on the road. And their biggest win is they're gonna go they're gonna go to Chicago and they're gonna beat the Bears with a top defense, even what they have. But Phillip Rivers, he can go in there and he can beat them. If he can limit his turnovers, the Colts will win that game. And we talked about that at the quarterbacks podcast when we ranked QBs. That if Phillip Rivers can hone in his turnover issue, the Colts will win games. 
Now Tampa will finish this season twelve and four, but they're gonna come in second. The Saints have the same record, but due to the tiebreaker, they end up winning the division. Tom Brady still has plenty of it in the tank, and will have a su- successful season. Offensively, they are loaded, and defensively, they need to improve. They were one of the worst defenses in 2019. They gave up over 28 points per game. Now, a large part of that, Winston cannot keep from throwing the ball to the opposite team. Tom Brady's going to come in there. He's going to change some things. I think he's going to make the team more efficient. He may not have as many touchdowns as Jameis Winston did last year, having 30, but Tom Brady is going to make much fewer mistakes, and it's going to allow them to be more successful on the defensive side of the ball. Now, Andy has made some great improvements. Frank Reich has turned that culture around in a positive way. With adding Phillip Rivers, you get DeForest Buckner on defense and drafting Michael Pittman Jr. This team, they can be scary good. And of course, if T.Y. Hilton can stay healthy too, Phillip has some good weapons. Now, Phillip also had good weapons when he was in San Diego slash L.A. So, and honestly, you, you may, I would personally think that what he had with the Chargers was even better offensively. At one point, he had Antonio Gates. And you have Keenan Allen, who is one of the best wide receivers in the league. So with going to T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr., is he going to be successful? Now here comes our division champs. Got to go with the Saints and the Titans here. The Saints have won the NFC South the last three seasons. Titans, on the other hand, have not won the AFC South since 2008. That's that year they had a a crazy good year. CJ 2K came out. He should have broken that record if Kevin White did not have that hold against the Seahawks. But they were a good team in 2008. Now they end up getting beat by the, the Ravens in the playoffs. But it seems like it's the Titans' time. They went to the AFC Championship game last year. And they were at one point leading that game against the Chiefs. And we think it's going to be due for a change. Now the Saints and Bucks, they both each have five primetime games. We talked about the Bucks. But the overall record is going to be 12-4. and four. They're going to be 8-0 at home and 4-4 four and four on the road. Their biggest win, to honestly, to everyone's surprise, I think they're going to go to Arrowhead Week 15 and they're going to beat the Chiefs. The Saints are going to pull out that W. It's later in the season, so much more will be on the line, and Drew Brees will be in full form. Now, we talked about Drew Brees is a lot different on the road than he is at home. But because of the situation fighting for the NFC South. And I think the Chiefs at that point are going to already have the AFC West locked up. I think they're going to go in their week 15, and they're going to beat the Chiefs. Now, Pat Mahomes, he's still going to have a great game. I think this speaks more to the Kansas City Chiefs defense than it does to the offense. Because I think the offensively, the Chiefs are still going to outscore. They're going to score a lot of points. But I think the Chiefs are going to give up more points to the Saints. Now, the Titans, surprisingly, they have three primetime games. You know, the past five years, they've had, I think, at most two games under the lights. And they finally won't be playing Jacksonville on a Thursday night game. And I know that I read a lot of tweets and stuff. Titans fans are super pumped for that. It seemed like every year it was Titans, Jaguars, Titans, Jaguars. 
The overall record, we think they're going to go 11-5. and five. They're going to go 8-0 and 0 at home, which is a surprise because it seems like Tennessee is a better road team than they are at home. Away, they're going to go 3-5. and five. But their biggest win is going to come week, tw- week 10 against the Colts. It's a primetime game at home. And with both teams competing for the AFC South, it's going to be a fun one to watch. The Saints and the Titans have an undefeated record at home, which honestly for the Saints is no surprise. They are night and day when it comes to home being at home turf versus being on the road. For the Titans, it's more of a, more so of their matchups. Their toughest opponent at home will be the Bills. And every time they play Buffalo at home, it's a close game. I think they're going to have the edge this year. Now, both teams have the one and two quarterbacks when it comes to passer rating. Tannehill was first last year and Breeze was second. Derrick Henry is coming off a tremendous season, leading the league in rushing. A.J. Brown is an underrated wide receiver. The defense is an area of concern, though, for Tennessee. They traded Jarrell Casey to Denver. Cameron Wake is gone, even though last year he missed a good chunk of the season due to injury. And they didn't resign Logan Ryan, who's one of arguably the best cornerbacks in the league. Tannehill is going to have to outperform what he did last year, which was a stellar season. When Ryan Tannehill took over midway through against that Broncos game last year, this team was vastly different. And I know a lot of people say that Derrick Henry carried the Titans, but let me tell you what, they complement each other. Without Derrick, Tannehill wouldn't have played like he did. Without Tannehill, Derrick wouldn't have played like he did because Tannehill allowed the play action to set up or Derrick Henry allowed the play action to take set up, and Tannehill allowed his passing to open up holes from the rushing attack. They couldn't load the box. And we know with the Saints, they're the same team. They're going to be fine. Don't even need to touch upon them. They're, they're taking care of down there with Sean Payton leading the helm. That'll do it for this episode. Those are our predictions. In both divisions, honestly, they could flip-flop their one and two teams. Colts could win the division. Buccaneers could win the division. And it wouldn't be a surprise if that were the case. But like every week, let us know how we did. Will the Saints and the Titans lead their respective divisions? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Pigskin to share your thoughts and opinions. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening this week on the Pigskin Podcast. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Pigskin. If you want to stay engaged throughout the week, give us a follow. We want to hear from our listeners. Give us a breakdown. Signing off.